Welcome to American Influencer Real Talk. I'm Christopher Crellin, CEO of the American Influencer Association. Get ready for an epic interview with American Influencer Award nominee, Carrie Esser, also known as Makeup Madhouse. Carrie was a finalist on season two of Snapchat's Fake Up and was named one of the top five makeup artists in the country. Carrie is a self-taught makeup artist who is using her platforms to inspire creativity and beauty. And now, here's your host, Josh Skinner. Hi, it's Josh Skinner, and welcome to this edition of American Influencer Real Talk. We have the one and only Carrie Esser, also known as Makeup Madhouse, on today's show. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Josh. Oh, my goodness. You cannot believe how big I'm smiling right now. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. And, you know, the more I did research on you, I, I just kind of fell in love with you and everything that you you uh, give out online. It's just I can tell that your beauty from within shines brightly. Thank you. I mean, that's a huge, huge part of, you know, how I like to be on my platforms is being myself and, you know, having my audience be my friends and family really instead of, you know, putting on a facade. So it means a lot that you can see that in me and my work. I can see it on all of your platforms. And by the way, let's talk about you're nominated for an American Influencer Award. How's that feeling? It's it's insane to me. Um you know, it took me a little while to comprehend it, really. Um, I I got my um, nomination in the mail and, you know, I recorded a video of me opening it up and I, I was actually by myself at the time and I was tearing up. It was a beautiful moment. Um, and just to be recognized for my work and my passion was um, was and is incredible. So hopefully we'll see where that takes me. <laughs> well, what I love about you is that you're a self-taught makeup artist and you have like over 600,000 followers on your platforms and you're literally changing people's lives and giving them advice. When did you know that you were an influencer? You know, for me, it was a really organic experience. Um, I started doing makeup when I was young and um, just really any sort of art when I was young. And, you know, social media just kind of came hand in hand with my art. Um, I started sharing, you know, my makeup on social media. And then my following grew um, at a nice slow pace. It, it never just took a huge leap all at once, um, which is why I feel like I have a great connection with my audience. And, you know, that really engaging back and forth conversation with my audience is one of the ways that I feel like I'm able to influence them in a positive way. Um, I always try and make sure that the content that I'm putting out or just the energy that I'm putting out is um, something that's going to help an individual take that into their day and have a good day. You know, I never want to leave someone with negative energy on my platforms. Um, so, you know, I've really just been able to form that connection. Um, and I didn't expect, <laughs> I never planned on that happening. So it was really natural for me. Well, you started off, you know, making miniature clay figures and sewing pillows. Can you tell me about that in your childhood? Because that's, that's so cool. Yeah, man, I got into everything growing up, anything artistic, creative. Um, I would, you know, play with duct tape and make those wallets. And uh, we lived in a couple houses growing up. And I would always claim 
one little part of the house as my creative area and I would have stickers on everything around. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad my parents tolerated that because they really allowed me to, you know, share my creativity. So that kind of led into, um, middle school and high school where I started playing with makeup. So I've always had that creative energy in me. And then you would see me, um, you know, come home from school, from high school with Sharpie tattooed on my arm, like drawn on my arms. And my mom would be like, that's not good for you. But (laughs) um, I should have seen at the time, you know, where that was going to translate down the road. But um, with, with the creating the miniature clay creations, um, that was back in middle school and early high school. And I actually, um, had a YouTube channel and that was one of the first times that I started creating a small following. Um, and it was just a little glimpse into my future for me. What does makeup mean to you? Oh my goodness. Uh, makeup is so much more to me than, trying to look perfect. It's, it's not about looking like everyone else. Um, it's not about having the perfect eyebrows, having the perfect skin. It is a form of expression. Um, and for me, very, very out there, <laughs> creative paintings and such, but for everyone, I mean, it can help build your confidence and, um, it's just a way to be yourself and, show those unique traits and really highlight yourself as an individual rather than to cover up and blend into the background. So it it does mean a lot to me to be able to work with this every day, even though it's just a product, it's a lot more to me than that. You know, people, you know, throw around the word beauty a lot. What does beauty mean to you in this space that you're working in? Yeah. Um, I, and I think my outlook on beauty is also being seen now more than ever. It's, being an individual, um, finding the things that you might not like the most about yourself and embracing them. Because if we take those things that we like the least and learn to love them, we're able to love ourselves even more. So a little example that I give for myself, I've always had a little butt chin growing up. Um, and I, I honestly don't talk about it that much, but you know, it's there in every photo and sometimes the light captures it and the shadows capture it. But it's something that makes me unique and different. So, um, yeah, I, I really like, um, helping people embrace those things. I really like that unique and different. Yeah. That's a great way Mm -hmm. to describe beauty. Yeah. All right. So here we go. We have to go there. Season two fake up with my friend Candy Johnson on Snapchat. Mm -hmm. What was that experience like to be on a reality competition show like that? First off, Candy, if you're listening, hey girl, can't wait to see you again one day. Um, She's the best. She really is. She's so wonderful. Um, Wow. That experience was definitely one of those milestones in my career. It was my first time being on some sort of, you know, reality competition show. Um, It was at full scale um, and it being competition and an illusion makeup competition, it really pushed me to stretch my creativity, think outside the box, but also at the same time, hone in on my own art and my style. Um, It took me kind of a while to recognize what my style was. So anytime that, you know, as an artist, you're put on that kind of spotlight, you want to give yourself and stay true to yourself, but also figure out how to push yourself and grow. 
Um, and it was also an amazing, amazing experience being able to paint in a room with such talented artists. Um, some of them I was already friends with. So being able to meet them and create together and then, of course, stay in touch after um, is so wonderful. And I'm very grateful that I you know, got to experience that. Were you all rooting for each other? Oh, we, we definitely were. Um, my friend Krista, who ended up winning, I was really happy for her. Um, she's so talented. And then my one of my really, really close friends, Caleb, he was the runner up behind me and he's so talented. Um, so we were like a little family. We didn't want anyone to go home because, you know, we all wanted to hang out and laugh and have a good time while creating. Cool. Well, I have one more thing I want to talk about. You were, man, this is so cool. You were the top five national makeup artists with Nick's face. What was that like? Yeah, the, oh, the Nick's face awards were always such a huge competition for me. Um, they start out by hand selecting the top 30 in the country. And then from there, they, um, move on and it's round of rounds of public voting. So, you know, that's one of those times in the makeup competition world when you really have to round up your tribe and your people and your community. Um, and it, it was, it was a big challenge, but it was a lot of fun. My mom and I would, um, you know, go to local businesses and go to, you know, my old high school and try and get people to vote for me and support me. Um, and it was just a really, really cool time. And especially to look back on seeing how many people support me and the work that I create. Um, I, I, I have to pinch myself sometimes really because I'm seeing myself do this every single day. But, you know, the people who saw me in high school and see me now doing this, it's a whole different world for them. Um, so taking those moments to look back at the competitions and each level where I was able to level up is um, really, really neat for me. You know, each time we level up, sometimes we get some haters. So what do you do <laughs> when you have some haters attacking you? Oh, I got to say, I am quite lucky and grateful that I don't have a huge number of them. Um, I always have, you know, my eyes peeled and mental prep in case I ever do come across that. But for me, um, I really try not to take any of the comments to heart. Um, you know, people live their day-to-day -day lives and they get to choose what to say on the internet. Um, I think Part of the reason why I don't get a lot of that is because I'm always trying to put out good energy. So I'm often receiving good energy back. Um, and yeah, for the most part, I don't let it get to me. You know, sometimes you have to delete those comments and um, just let it be. If it's something that, you know, is really, really out there and just mean, sometimes it is worth it to stand up for yourself and say something, but sometimes it's not. And, you know, you have to make those choices. Um, yeah. I love that. That's fantastic. Now, speaking of advice, what advice would you give to your followers that want to follow in your footsteps? Yeah. Being in the beauty community is definitely a big thing to tackle, but when you kind of peel back the layers and start, don't, you know, I, I try not to have too much pressure on people. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Um, starting out and just 
trying and practicing is what's going to get the ball rolling. Um, you know, you're going to start doing those looks and creative makeup for fun. And it might not always be perfect, but that's where you're going to start. And then as you post online, you know, companies might start slowly reaching out to you and you might start getting PR and creating looks for, you know, just free product. And for a while, that's going to be awesome too. That's kind of like the next stepping point. Um, so then after that, you, your work is going to get better and you're going to start creating a lot more value with your work. And at some point, you know, free products aren't going to be enough. So you're going to start building and asking for monetary compensation. And that's when you're taking another turning point and seeing the value in your own work. And, um, you know, it just keeps leveling up from there, but not putting too much pressure on yourself is a huge way to just like get into it, you know, do it for fun. And if you love what you're doing, it's going to naturally happen. Um, as long as you continue to push yourself and grow and do your best every day. I don't have a lot of followers and I know that there's a lot of people that, you know, have like 5,000 or 300 or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. how, how do we grow? Like, how do we go from 3000 to 30,000? Like, is it just content yeah. or give us advice? Yeah. I would definitely say it's a combination of content and valuing every follower that you have. If you have 300 followers who know you and love you, continue building that connection with them and they're going to help you grow as well. You know, if you look at your follower count and say, oh, I only have 300 followers, you know, that's not good enough. They're not going to feel appreciated, but when they really feel that you care about them, they're going to want to share your work and, and be a part of your growth and, you know, your journey from the beginning, because there, there've been people for me who saw me at the very beginning. Oh my goodness. And I've grown so much, you know, I look back at my very first makeup looks and I cringe a little bit, but I, I know that it got me to where I am. Um, yeah. So an, another huge part of it, of course, is going to be producing enough content to keep your audience, um, to keep them on your page and to keep them excited. Uh, and every time you post, they're going to want to know what you're doing. So definitely good quality content, a good amount of it. And that connection with your audience is really important. I love this conversation. So I'm going to ask one more question about that. Um, <laughs> how many times a day should I be posting? Yeah, it can definitely vary with how much you're posting. I like to make sure I am doing as many Instagram posts as I can. Definitely not more than one per day. But on any of the platforms that have a story, such as Instagram or Snapchat, I like to try and have something on my story at all times. So that so when someone opens the app, your face is going to be there and they're going to want to see what you're up to. Um so Snapchat is definitely one of those areas where I'm constantly on there chatting with, you know, my makeup madhouse Snapchat family. And um, we're just kind of hanging out if I'm doing makeup, you know, they get to see that. Um, if I have my final edited photos, I want to share that with them. So yeah, having that constant connection is important, but also having a balance of taking breaks, which is something that... I try my best to do and um, it, it helps me keep my mental health in check is 
taking those breaks, you know, I'll post and be like, Hey, I'm going on a hike today or I'm taking a break this weekend. I'll see you guys Monday, you know? Oh, that's great. So you're really just creating that emotional attachment with your audience and they just want more because they love you. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's more of a friendship than them just viewing you online. A genuine emotional attachment, like the, mm-hmm. the like your Absolutely. their friend. Yeah, yeah. Well, definitely. Sp- speaking of your followers, um, how do you want your followers to inspire other people like you are? Yeah, it, I think it's really important as someone who is an influencer now. It doesn't even feel like it sometimes. I feel like I'm just doing my thing, but um, I think it's really important that you know that the good energy that I'm spreading out there that my followers take that into their day and they spread it to other people um, in whatever form that they move forward in. If someone does become an artist, you know, really giving that in their work and always trying to do their best and growing each day. Um, I I think having an understanding of what kind of message you want to put out into the world is really important. So, you know, having them take whatever's most important to them and share that as they move forward. Well said. Now, if our listeners want to follow your journey, where do they go? Yeah. So all of my art is on pretty much all the social media platforms under Makeup Madhouse. So that is where you guys will find me. Carrie, I love this interview. I just think you're incredible. Thank you so much. It's been a blast. Uh, Being able to, you know, chat about my journey and my experience and share it with others is just a huge part of what I love about what I do. So thank you. Well, we're rooting for you. And I hope this is a long relationship with the American Influencer Awards. And on behalf of Chris and Bethany and the entire team, we just want to say thank you, Carrie, for being on this episode of American Influencer Real Talk. Yeah, thank you so much. It's an absolute dream to be here and I'm honored and I can't wait for what's to come. Thank you. Well, we have to do an Instagram live and I want updates. Yeah, yes. I'm at, I'm definitely in. I hope you were inspired by our interview with Carrie Esser. You can keep up with the latest episode of our podcast by visiting us at AIAawards.com and by subscribing to our show on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to follow us on social media at AIA Real Talk Podcast. That's AIA Real Talk Podcast. American Influencer Real Talk is produced by Christopher Krellen, Bethany Krellen, Josh Skinner, and it's edited by our friends at Lasting Media. Original music composed by at Joshua Hendricks Music. And now here's our CMO, Bethany Krellen. Thank you for listening to the American Influencer Real Talk. We hope you enjoyed. We are so passionate about all of you, our fans. We want you to be part of the AIA family. You can check out our beauty bundle, which supports our influencer community at AIAawards.com. Want to be a guest on The Real Talk? Send us a message on social. We can't wait to stay connected with you all and don't miss the next episode next week.